Hello everyone and welcome to this edition of the entertainment from the 573. Hope you all are doing well on this Friday afternoon. Got a couple things to talk about and catch up on with uh, as regards to two of our favorite companies, DC, or DCU, Warner Brothers, Discovery, whatever, and Marvel slash Disney, you know, the guys that paid the checks for this pod. So a couple things we got to talk about is, of course, the Bob Iger news. Go through that a little bit here. But we're probably going to spend most of our time on the news coming out of Warner Brothers in D.C. Here in the last couple days with a couple articles from The Hollywood Reporter, from Deadline, offering details on what's going on and all that stuff. And you got James Gunn clarifying some stuff. So that's probably what we'll spend most of our time on on this edition of the pod. A couple programming notes before we get started. If you haven't yet, be sure to go check us out wherever you guys get your podcasts. Check us out on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, give us a rating. Do the same for the Views channel, which we just uploaded an episode yesterday talking about college football playoff being officially set bowl season in full swing and all that good stuff also for views a couple pods coming your way next week as uh, as we head towards the end of the year uh look out for a pod early in the week next week with me and matt we're going to be sitting down and discussing some of these mlb free agency moves we're going to discuss them more in depth than we did on this week's views pod so we'll do that, talk a little bit about the NFL season right now, where we are late in the season with in regards to the playoff push happening and where teams are. And then later on next week at our on our usual weekly pod, me and Charles, we're going to sit down and have a discussion on first month or so, couple months on the NBA season and take a look at some of the teams that have surprised us, some teams that haven't and talk about uh, our thoughts on uh, what's happened so far early on in this young season. And, of course, our usual college football stuff. Uh, We'll have the bowl season starting next Friday, so we'll make our picks next week. So keep that in mind. That's uh, coming up on views. And for this channel, maybe a couple pods. I have a couple ideas planned for what I'm going to do for the end of the year. Uh, I might try to see if I can get somebody on, but if not, I'll try to do something before the end of the year. And, uh, you know, going back to our superhero or comic book movie draft, which we were going to do this year, didn't fit our schedule. So maybe January, sometime around there, we'll be able to do that and uh, have some fun with that. So with all that stuff out of the way, uh, let's get started with uh, this pod and uh, talk about some of the stuff going on since we last got together, which has been a minute. Uh, Just try to do a pod on the Disney stuff, but just timing couldn't work out in regards to that. But uh, here we are now. So in talking about this, Papa Iger coming back, Bob Iger, after what happened with uh, Bob Chapek and him being ousted, it seemed like, was kind of a bit of a surprise. Uh, when the news came out, I actually think Matt alerted me 
to it first in the group chat. I think, yeah, I think if I remember right, I got the notification of what happened from him in the group chat, and I went and checked Twitter. It's like, sure enough, Bob Iger is back. I'm like, whoa, that this is huge for uh, for Disney for the next couple years, and that's how long Iger is going to be staying there for the next couple years. So it's not a permanent role. It is just a temporary two-year thing. We will see how long that lasts. Iger has this thing of staying on a little bit longer than when he says or when he's supposed to, but a couple of the goals he has in mind for these next two years is set a strategic direction for renewed growth and work closely with the board in developing a successor to lead the company at the end of those two years. And in regards to that last one, he picked Chapek as his successor. And you could probably say that was one of his bad moves that he made, one of his only bad moves that he made as CEO of Disney is naming Chapek. Chapek was a guy that is a business guy. You know, he was a guy that really worked with the entertainment with and parks and all that good stuff. So really had no sort of idea as to what a CEO or what something somebody like Bob Iger would undertake in that role. And so you have that happen. And you the timing of, of this was very curious as well. Um, his contract was renewed a few weeks ago for three more years. And in the articles I've read, you know, usually they don't give an extension or or renew his contract like that, that late into the process that uh, I believe I've read, like you do that with about a year left. I believe he had less than a year left on his current deal. So that was kind of notable. Um, also notable, some wanted it to be two years. And so the timing of this was interesting, but something happened that really, you know, that was the final straw, the straw that broke the camel's back. It with There's that meaning. There was something there. Um, and the Hollywood Reporter story mentioned an emergency meeting of the board. So that meant something pretty seismic had happened that, that led to him being ousted. And if I remember right, Chapek didn't know until I think he saw it on social media. If that's what I remember reading on Twitter, right? Um, and so that's one way to find out, but something happened and there's rumors and all this off. And there's one rumor I heard where, you know, it's that the head of Disney studios, uh, their live action stuff, head of Pixar head and Feige got together and wanted the board to express like, Hey, Chapek is kind of ruining the flow over here and we want him gone. And listen, as far as that rumor is concerned, I think there's valid stuff there with as far as Pixar is concerned. 
Pixar has been one that's really gotten dealt a, a trash hand, uh, for want of a better term, uh, from the Chapek era. And that Pixar has been really kind of screwed over with, um, with what has happened and with how they've released their various stuff and all that stuff. And I mean, if you've taken a look at it, if you kept up with how things have gone there, like that's been a big point to, to look at as far as how things are going over at Disney. Like Pixar resented him. And, you know, after those projects, something like Turning Red or Soul or Luca and seeing what they did with them, and where they were about ready to just say, hey, enough of this. We're done. And, you know, Pixar is one of your really big money makers and one of your products that you know what you are getting out of and you know are widely successful and are almost always a hit. Almost always a hit. Like, being honest, they might have a better batting average than the MCU just by taking a look at all the quality films that they have put out over the years. It's one after another. So you could see why, if that rumor did happen, why the main head of Pixar would do that. I think Feige would have a valid complaint too. I guess taking a look at the amount of stuff that they that Marvel's put out, it seems like maybe some of it might might have been a cash grab and trying to do all this stuff quickly, when to release all this stuff, how much money is it going to make, all that it it's just all that. So that might be a reason why. Um, but like there's been a lot of things in the Chapek era that have happened where you could say it one thing led to another, and then this final straw happened, and that was it. So you got stuff like just completely rehauling what Iger did, getting a lot of new positions for his people that are bankers, um, new positions that gave people the authority to make the decision of what content was going to be made and where it would go. So the creatives lost out on that. And that's not what Iger was about. Iger was all about giving the creatives the ability to be able to do their stuff and be able to do what they do best, and that is create. And so that happened, and where you had people like Kathleen Kennedy, Kevin Feige, the heads of Pixar and the live-action Disney Studios, not having the authority to make the decisions for their respective branches. Instead, you now have business people making those content decisions instead of the creatives. And that can lead to a, a path that goes down south um, really fast if you don't have your creatives in control of their creations and deciding where it's going to go. And again, that's a complete opposite of what Iger has in mind for Disney. Um, again, Chapek didn't have the abilities to deal with creatives considering where he was working with, with the entertainment, with home media, with parks. 
You know, he didn't have the ability to deal with creatives in that way. And uh, but he knew how to deal with business people, and this was one of his moves. Another one of the things he, he kind of did that kind of screwed everything over is somebody that was highly regarded, Peter Rice, the fire chief of general entertainment content, chairman of entertainment and programming, figured that he would be a threat to Chapek's power and had eyes on that job, and Chapek was like, well, let's get rid of him. And was really kind of a shock to a lot of people in the entertainment industry is that that happened. Then you have the Scarlett Johansson situation. We all remember that. We, we've kind of have probably talked a little bit about it since that happened. And which they went back on the deal for, for Black Widow and how they were going to release it. Had a really, you know, to put it lightly, a smear campaign against her and various PR pieces they put out eventually had eventually cut a deal with her in the end yeah what happened the situation that happened with florida with his comments on that they've recently had a cutback on marketing and content a hiring freeze which Iger says is still happening um stock started to fall and you also have the pixar stuff so you just had a long laundry list of things that have happened in the not even three years since Chapek took over for Iger. And so now Iger has to try to rewrite one of his really only wrongs as CEO of Disney and finding a successor that won't do what Chapek did, but will learn and actually do the job the right way where you just don't have all this dysfunction going over at one of the biggest brands in the world, one of the biggest media brands in the world. And you got Iger coming back and trying to figure out what what to do. And so, so besides him trying to figure out a, a successor, the strategic direction for renewed growth, I believe is going to be trying to fix the synergy with all those branches, with Star Wars, Marvel, Pixar, all of them, and trying to fix all that stuff uh, from what Chapek was doing. But the one part I think we should all give Chapek a little bit of slack in is that he came in with with a pandemic happening. Like within a month or two of him starting. No CEO really had to deal with it. And really you saw a lot of people in charge of these companies make really weird decisions. Looking at you, <laughs> Warner Brothers, and uh their whole movie release thing. But he was coming into a pandemic, you know, really early on with a guy that, again, doesn't have a lot of experience dealing with people that are on the creative side. But uh, Iger's coming back and trying to figure out how to fix a lot of the stuff that's happened, trying to figure out a worthy successor. And again, it could be two years... Or it could be more. Iger, again, has this knack of staying on a little bit longer than than he usually has. So, yeah. But uh, this is really interesting. Of course, in the recent weeks, you've got stuff coming out of Marvel that it looks like there's going to be 
kind of shift there with after the feedback from phase four that some stuff might be cut or shifted. I wouldn't be surprised if we hear about that in the weeks to come. And honestly, there's a lot of that that happened in phase three, if you think about it. There's a lot of stuff that happened in phase three where things got shifted, things got cut. Um, you know, projects were shelved for later dates, you know, stuff like that. So it's not unusual for them. But uh, I think after the feedback from phase four, I think that's one thing Iger's going to be looking at as far as that branch is concerned is figuring out that and, you know, try to get people hyped up about what Marvel's doing after phase four and uh, getting people excited for the future of that branch in the next couple years. And let's see, is there anything else? There was a, a, a note not too long after this move happened and said he would be implementing organizational and operating changes within the company over the next few weeks and that it was going to be a few others that were going to work together in the design of a new structure that puts more decision-making decision making back in the hands of creative teams and rationalize the costs of a lot of this stuff and will necessitate a reorganization of Disney media and entertainment distribution. So that's on the horizon. And Iger's goal is to have a new structure in place in the coming months to where it's probably going to look a lot like what you saw with in Iger's tenure. It's just a matter of how long are these changes going to take an effect and what's going to be the effect long-term, not just short-term, not just within the first few months of those changes, but in the next couple or few years of those changes. So this is, this is one of the big pieces of news that has really come out this year, to be honest. Iger coming back, I don't know if any of us saw this coming, we knew there was discontent with JPEG. We knew kind of Iger has kind of felt, you know, bad about his decision picking JPEG and has got, kind of gone back on that. But didn't think this would happen. So for one, this piece of news to really kind of be one of the big things to kind of close out the year is really kind of crazy. And it's going to be a big difference into the next year and to see what these changes are when they take place how quick is their effect and how long is their effect going to last and probably a lot of that has to, is going to deal with who hit who is Iger going to develop as a potential successor for him down the road so that is the big news coming out of disney just like a lot of big time stuff right there uh coming from uh the house of mouse right there so with that being said let's go spend some time with dc and again this is probably where where we're going to spend a lot more of our time and talking about what's going on with dc here in the last couple days where we get a report from the hollywood reporter about all the stuff that's happening and really kind of started with Wonder Woman 3. 
So it appears Wonder Woman 3 is definitely not happening. Patty Jenkins had a treatment ready and they were like, no, this is not looking good. And so that it looks like that project is not happening. That Jenkins is moving on. It does sound like DC still wants Godot to be their Wonder Woman. So there's that with Wonder Woman 3 and just like it just reading stuff that happened with uh with Wonder Woman 3. Like um Michael DeLuca and Pam Addy um told Patty Jenkins that they didn't think her treatment with for the movie was the right direction. And Jenkinson told them that they didn't understand what she was trying to do and linked a Wikipedia definition of a character arc. Which I sent that in the group chat and me and Peter talked about that and talked about 1984. It's like, really? <laughs> Have you seen the character arc in that? And uh, I've seen uh, seen a couple tweets that said the stuff in there kind of rivaled how bad 84 was. It was like, okay, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It, it's, it's done. <laughs> so, Wonder Woman 3 definitely looks like it's not happening. Uh, Black Adam sequel, probably unlikely. Uh, even though there's been debate of, of like whether it was profitable, whether it was not, you know. This this shows it is. This shows it isn't. Um, but it looks like that is not happening. Possibly no Man of Steel sequel. So if that's indeed something that's true, then uh, getting Henry Cavill back, what? <clears throat> Maybe a month ago? And... Uh, Maybe not even that. But uh, have that happen? That's kind of a, a gut punch right there. But hold on. There's still stuff with Man of Steel 2 still happening, apparently, where DC Studios are still opening to hearing pitches for Man of Steel 2 from other writers. Uh, a pitch was heard from the producer of Man of Steel, Charles Roven, and a, and a write, but didn't like it and decided to wait until to see what Safran and Gunn had planned out with their their universe. And so Man of Steel 2 may or may not be happening. Uh, right now it probably looks like it may not be happening. But um there there's that with uh, with that one. Also there was a Batman movie with Michael Keaton that was reportedly going to happen and it was going to be Batman Beyond. So, for those that are fans of Michael Keaton's Batman, and those that are fans of Batman Beyond, just had a huge gut punch with uh, with that bit of news. But uh, that's happened here recently. And also, uh, some stuff about Aquaman 2. It may be the last time we see Jason Momoa as the title character. Though, there have been some rumors and some ideas of a potential Lobo movie where he would play Lobo. And to that, I'm like, yeah, I mean, he, I don't know too much about Lobo, but from what I've seen of him, that fits from, uh, from him. And also they aren't messing with Matt Reeves, Batman universe. So 
for fans of that universe, you you won't have to worry about that. That's fine with the Joker stuff. Um, that that's fine with Peacemaker. All that's fine. So you won't have to worry about that. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else that uh need to make mention of as far as what else is happening. Uh, as far as the Flash and Aquaman two going, going to to that, it does sound like the decision to continue with the current DC actors will likely come down to the performance of the Flash and Aquaman two. So we probably won't find out by the end of next year when Aquaman and Lost Kingdom comes out around Christmas time in which that'll probably be the last film of this current iteration of DC until we get the plan from Saffron and Gunn. So we won't know if the, uh, some of these current actors will be there. As far as The Flash is concerned, it would be a perfect storm to say we're letting go of Ezra and finding a new Flash and starting over there. Um, but as far as the other stuff, I assume they're also going to, Shazam 2 is probably going to be a factor. Shazam Fury of the Gods is going to be a factor. Uh, Blue Beetle. Honestly, don't know where that's going to fall into all this. They did bump it up from an HBO Max release to a theatrical release. So that is notable. And I believe Safran did work on that as an executive producer. Um, but as far as the other stuff, I think that's some of the more notable stuff that has been reported here in recent in the recent days. And uh, James Gunn got on Twitter and spoke about some of this news. Um, some of it is true. Uh, some of it isn't true. Some of it is half true. Uh, he said, we know we're not going to make every single person happy, but we can promise everything we do is done in the service of the story and in service of the DC characters. And he had a little bit more to say, so let me go and find that. So to, at a point while I'm looking for that, it is great to be able to have him on Twitter and be able to kind of squash some of the, the concerns here or actually just talk about some of this stuff and say, hey, some of it's true, some of it's not true. Some of it is half true. Um, we know we're not going to make everybody happy, but uh, we're going to try to do the best we can and be truthful and stay faithful to the story of all these great DC characters and uh, all that stuff. So let me go and find what else he said. Uh, there, I've seen people talk about if it is a reboot, and maybe we can get on that here a little bit soon. Um, if uh, if Gunn and Safran offered Jenkins the chance to rewrite and she walked, maybe that means a DC universe. This DC universe will not completely be rebooted. Maybe soft reboot. I mean, that's kind of what the Suicide Squad was. I mean, you still had some of the same characters. But you had a lot of new ones, and you did a little bit of a soft reboot with that. Uh, but let's see. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, but 
here's here's what he did say. Um, and I think this is one of the last things he did say about it. He said, but in the end, the drawbacks of that transitional period where we're dwarfed by the creative possibilities and the opportunity to build upon what has worked in DC so far and to help rectify what has not. So a statement like that would, I you would think, would kind of imply what, that it's not going to be a full reboot. And who knows? Maybe a full reboot is the best. We can we won't know until we get word about what their plan is. And supposedly, Gunn and Saffron are making their presentation to. Supposedly, Gunn and Saffron are making their presentation to David Zaslav next week. So, there, Zaslav is going to hear their plan, and that. We'll probably find out later on in the next couple months or so, maybe, about what it is, or maybe not even then. But, you know, it is kind of, you know, looking at timeline-wise, it is kind of fascinating that they were able to get somewhat of a, a plan down this early into their tenure there since this has been announced. But from that gun comment on Twitter, it does not sound like it's going to be a full reboot. And again, that going back to that comment about whether some of these current DC actors are going to be working there, if those are successful, they bring in some money. And I think with the exception of Ezra, I think which they want to get rid of after all the stuff that's happened there. But I mean, it would be a good opportunity to be able to say, hey, we're letting go of Ezra and be able to keep some of these DC actors that are currently working like Ado, who they still want to work with Momoa, who they still want to work with. With Cavill, we'll see where that goes. We'll see what happens with Black Adam, Shazam, all that stuff. So we just do not know really, but from what Gunn has expressed, it does not sound like it's a complete reboot. If anything, it sounds like it's going to be like a soft or, or you know, a mid-reboot where there's going to be a, some changes and they're going to prioritize. I think the key thing here is what has worked in DC so far and to help fix what has not. And so I think that part is actually pretty big as well and trying to build on the strengths that DC has had in their movies and try to fix what has not and try to get that all sorted out and there's actually been a couple interesting things that have happened here since uh you know since this news has happened uh so again warner brothers actually meeting with writers for man of steel 2 uh andy muschietti who did the flash movie expressed some interest in directing a version with the tone similar to the Richard Donner films, which Peter, I think it would be happy about that. Um, it's currently unknown again, what's going to happen to Man of Steel 2. And also another bit of news that happened with that Cavill filmed a cameo as Superman for the flash. However, there's still debate as to whether or not to keep the cameo. If it's inclusion may promise a future for Cavill Superman something that may not end up happening. Also, James Mangold, 
who directed Logan, one of the best comic book movies maybe of all time, and who is the director of the new Indiana Jones movie coming out next year, has been excited about potentially working with Gunn and Saffron with this new universe. And so you could potentially have him on board to want to do something with them. Maybe it's a Superman movie. Maybe it's something else entirely. And so it really is interesting to kind of look at all this stuff and like, oh, well, one, the world is happening with DC. I think we do have to wait a little bit while longer to figure out what exactly is the plan is. But again, from these comments, it sounds like it's not going to be a full reboot, even though a full reboot might sound enticing to some where you can just say, hey, after Aquaman 2, full reboot, let's change things, and uh, let's go from there. And one suggestion I've heard is, like, let's start out with the Justice League movie. So I don't know how that would be. I think a lot of people would be like, hey, you need to have solo movie, solo movie, solo movie, then team up movie, and do the Marvel method. But as we've seen with DC trying some of the Marvel methods here, some of that doesn't work for them. It's, so they are a little bit different. So maybe what they need to do is start off with the Justice League movie. But uh, there's still a lot with DC left on the table uh, with uh, with all their stuff going on. It's really kind of curious to see what is indeed going to happen here. And, you know, I forgot about the Momoa as Lobo potentially happening. I forgot about that. Um, so if they don't want to have him as Aquaman anymore... He could still be in for Lobo, and so that could be a, a really good role for him. Uh, I've seen some people online suggest whether the Batman could technically be the first film of the DCU. Um, again, I think they are leaving that in the Joker universe and whatever, and Peacemaker. I think they are saying that all aside, saying we're not worried about that. We're worried about what's happening here. Um, and, you know, going back to Blue Beetle, I don't know where that falls into all that stuff, whether it's with those other projects off to the side or whether it's going to be involved here. I guess we'll know when we see it how much continuity and how many, you know, sort of references there are in that movie to any DC universe. So we'll have to wait a little bit while longer to see if, that's going to happen, but really interesting stuff coming out of DC here the last couple of days. I don't think the sky is falling necessarily. I think you probably would expect some of this news to happen in the early days of their tenure and try to figure out the path forward for DC for the foreseeable future. I, I think, you know, this was something to keep in mind of happening that something like this is going to happen and in order to get a universe to where you want to go to where you want this universe to go to in comparison to marvel it's something you probably gotta do you probably gotta say like hey wonder woman 2 wasn't all that great what do you got for wonder woman 3 not a whole lot there some bad stuff that rivals the second one 
done. Uh, Cavill, we'll have to see about that. You know, all that other stuff. But um, again, this is probably some stuff you probably expected to happen either sooner or later. It was going to happen, whether it was going to whether it's going to be a soft reboot, mid reboot, or full on reboot. That some of it was going to happen, but uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to wait a little bit while longer about what their plan is. And again, they're making their presentation to Zaslav next week. And uh, I'll tell you what, I hope they knock it out of the park. I hope they got some good ideas planned for this universe, which is going to be really connected with games, uh, TV shows, animation, movies. And that goes back to the whole connected universe argument, whether you want that or not, or you want these movies off to the side like they've been doing. But uh, this is really big news coming out of DC here in the last couple days. They've certainly been in the headlines for sure with uh, all this news coming out. So with that being said, I think that's where we'll wrap it up for this edition of the pod. So thank you all for tuning in. As always, we certainly appreciate it. You can go check us out again where you guys get your podcast. Be sure to go give us a rating, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Keep in mind on the Views channel, a couple pods coming next week. MLB for agency, NFL playoff push pod along with, with Matt. And next, and also Charles, me and him talking some hoops, talking about some of these bowl games uh, later on next week. And uh, maybe a, another pod or two before 2022 is done on this channel so with that being said guys hopefully you guys have a good rest of your friday hopefully you guys have a good weekend and until next time we'll talk to you all then